One. Hello, pretzels, and welcome back to the tripod. And we're kicking things off with a fiery start from our boy Stixy Drip Drip. It's time for the drip pact of the week. Well, this week we had a we started and ended with the, my opinion, second best women's division in all pro wrestling, the Impact Knockouts division. The uh, first match we had was the juggernaut Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich. And that was a banger of a match, pretzels. I mean, that was probably the match of the night. Both these girls can go. Jordan Grace is coming off of the heels of her versus uh, Deanna Perrazzo at Rebellion. And the main event, which was a banger of a match in itself, if you have the opportunity to go get a chance to watch the highlights of this, or if you actually get the opportunity to watch this full match, you this match gets your boy Stixy Drip Drips drip of approval to go watch this. This was a killer of a match. We had a non-title impact tag team match, which had the ABC Ace and Bay Club versus the design of Alan Angels. And uh, former con, that was a great match. Sammy Callahan is still messing with the design. Did a run in, hit, hit and run on um, Diener and the and the design, allowing the ABC to pick up a dub. They also broke during that match that last week. The tripod's favorite, Mangria, if you will please. Hit me with those silky smooth vocals. Say his name, man. He appears. I believe in Joe Henry. Yeah, a bit of sad, bit of sad news. Yes, he uh, suffered a broken nose, which they had pictures to show it. Almost looked kind of John Cena-ish. Not, maybe not quite as bad, but it did look kind of like that. So he will be out for a for a hot minute. And then in the main event, we had a knockouts championship match. It was the Virtuosa, Deanna Perrazzo, the reigning defending knockouts champion versus one half of the Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions. Everybody, let's get wild. Taylor Wild representing the Covenant. And in a, in a good back and forth match. A little bit of interference here and there from uh, from the Covenant, from Ky from uh, Miss King. Uh, Deanna Prazo was able to pick up the win. She gets jumped, and uh, Jordan Grace comes out to make the save. So now we're, we're possibly teasing a rematch. I believe the uh, – I don't think they've announced it yet, but the next uh, sort of Impact Plus event is under Siege, which I believe was the – 26th of May, that, that's Friday, during the that Friday of the same weekend of uh, we'll have Battleground and uh, Double or Nothing, so that'll be a nice event to kick off a huge wrestling week. Uh, Jordan Grace comes out, makes a save, get a little bit of a stare down, uh, they shake hands, and uh, that's how the show ended. Uh, otherwise, it was, a it was another good impact uh show for the week and uh we're treading waters to get to under siege so all in all not bad of of an episode of impact this week mangria i'm interested 
to see what you had to say about this week's episode. Well, a couple of thoughts. That tag team match with ABC versus uh, the design. Holy shit. I never liked ABC. Every time I saw them, I was like, who the fuck are these idiots? And their music sucks. And this match made me a believer. That was fucking awesome. The Ace and, and Bay connection, right? That, yes, sir. Was, that was my insulin impact of the week. I'm telling you, Minkery, if you get a chance to watch the ultimate acts between them and Motor City Machine Guns from Rebellion, that was a great match. They had the tag team titles. That's where they had the ropes hanging yeah. up above, and they're forming X. They had the tag team belts up on that. Oh, they, and I believe if I remember right, that opened Rebellion. If you get a chance to watch that in its entirety, oh, man, that is another great match. Also, I can't wait till next week's Drip Pack of the Week because I believe we will be feeling the glow. But that being said, here comes Big Carpe himself. Julius Caesar now joins us as we kick off our official tripod reviews. And it's Wednesday night. And you know what that means. It's time for Orange Cassidy to do four moves and retain his title. It's Orange Cassidy defending the international championship versus Bandito. Yep, that's what happens. Bandito with all kinds of Jake finishers. You know, using one hand to finish, but it, it wasn't enough. Uh, awkward sportsmanship afterwards. Renee with Adam Cole, baby, backstage. Uh, the audio keeps cutting out. Typical All Elite. Uh, Cole going to call out Jericho. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Bandito approach with some nonsense, which kicks off one of the most frustrating episodes of Dinah Trash I've ever watched. As a matter of fact, your boy was a little liquored up. Uh, there's a little gambling group we have on Instagram where they're all pro, all elite. And I went in there and shit on everything that happened. And they were trying to defend all elite. And then I, I specifically described each incident, why tonight's episode of Dynatrash sucked. I mean, if you guys are in there, you'd be throwing up. Uh, they were they were saying this is the greatest episode of all time. I was about to punch one of my cats. This was a horrible waste of time. This this I mean, usually it is, but this week, oh my god, uh, Caesar, uh, he's probably watching it right now. Sticks, uh, what do you think of the start of Dinah Trash? Um, I think it was a bar, par for the course for an impact, uh, not impact, but a. AEW opener. Um, I, I had higher hopes because, I mean, we've all seen Bandito in previous matches. He he brought it, but, I mean, it wasn't enough to make this, like, a stellar opener. I mean, it was, it was okay. I mean, like you said at the end, we had the awkward uh, Orange Cassidy going to the GN Sport backpack to go get sunglasses. Uh, couldn't put them on. And like you said, then afterwards we had the uh, – Audio technical difficulties segment of the show where uh, one of your higher up stars, I believe that all three of us are huge fans of Adam Cole, could understand part of the words that are coming out of his mouth of what he was saying. Then you get that awkward showing up of uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Bandito, them asking, hey, what's going on? Oh, where's, 
Renee trying to explain, trying to get words on uh, Adam Cole and his thoughts on uh, the attack on Britt. And, you know, he, Orange Cassidy going, oh, walking away and being Dito going, oh, I mean, that was just really awkward. I kind of got, I got vibes of like, they were like, oh, I mean, we just went out, had this match and we come back here. And the first thing we see is you talking to Adam Cole and not going to ask us about the match. Oh, okay. I mean, it was, it was a typical AEW opener. I mean, not anything to get uh, excited about. Just just another another regular Wednesday night for, for in my opinion, for the tripod viewing pleasure. So uh, par for the course. Well, Cesar, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know if you're watching it right now, but this was just a horrible episode of Dino Trash. Like I, I regretted having to talk about this uh, this week. I don't know if I was just in a funk. Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I being too harsh? What What's going on here? Please make I'm, I'm, this make sense, Cesar. The beginning of Dino Trash. Uh, what did you think? I'm not watching Dino Trash right now. I'm not watching NXT. I was waiting to get added in. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe you guys were talking beforehand, but I was watching NBA highlights. And since you're starting with Diner Trash, I would rather watch NBA highlights than talk about that shit show. So I will leave you with this. I am keeping all comments I have about this show till the end of the show. And Mangria, you gonna tell you gonna say that fucking saying you're gonna say. And then I'll give you all my comments about this shit brand. But I will say this. Vince would never have fucking Mike shit like that unless people were cursing. Okay? Okay? And then I'll talk about that shit later. So go, go, whatever's next. Plus, there'd be pink slips aplenty after that. Um, he fired. He fired. He has fired niggas for less. He's oh, fired yeah. a nigga for putting mustard on his ham sandwich. And y'all want to fuck up some. No, 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 don't get me started, Manger. Don't get me started. He fired a ninja for sneezing. Uh, Jungle Boy See, talking shit to Darby with Renee. I didn't even listen. Uncle Dax versus Jeff Jarrett. The for sure Cesar 632 match of the week. It, there was a lot of 632 going I, on in this fucking show. I'm saving it to the end. I'm saving I, it to the end. Like I said, I'm dreading even talking about this episode. Uh, we have a fully stacked roster of young Hungry talent. Let's have 50-year-old Jarrett take one of their spots because Tony Skeet says he's a draw. This is a story. Jarrett's in the stable with a black guy and two browns, and they send the whitest cracker in the box to get screen time. This is the booker of the year. No, this is the ignorant mark of a lifetime. Fuck you. And then this fuck wins. What the fuck? Okay. Speak of the sand devil. He announces the Owen Hart trash power bottom waste of time tournament is returning. Looking Sticks. coked up. Looking coked up. Sticks, Uncle Dax, Jeff Jarrett. Is there a light at the end of this tunnel? No, because uh, your boy typically ends up catching Rampage before Dynatrash. And they had Uncle, they had uh, Cash. In a singles match, I forget who it was. I think I don't remember. I think it might have been against Jay Lethal, and uh, he lost. So of course, the first thing I did reverse booking. Well, of course, Uncle Dax was had had a singles match. Was going to, and he's going to lose. And this is going to set up them defending the tag team titles against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. 
know, we're going to get that whole bullshit again. And uh, right on par. That's what happened. So, I mean, we're getting the two, we're getting the challengers, each challenge singly members of the tag team champions end up winning by hook or by crook. And that enables them to set up a long standing uh, promo back and forth, different kind of matches probably to get us the double or nothing. Well, they'll get their tag team championship uh, match. And I sure hope Tony Khan isn't all coked out when he makes the decision. I hope the, I hope the uh, FTR retains because if you put the tag team titles on Jay Lethal, I mean, I wouldn't have, I'm pretty sure all three of us wouldn't have a problem if it you put it on Jay Lethal and somebody else other than Jeff Jarrett. But for some reason, you're pairing him with Jeff Jarrett because you somehow seem to think that Jeff Jarrett still brings in uh, fans and attention. He doesn't. I mean, the guy was dead and gone and was over when he ran TNA in the ground before they became Impact. Um this, I mean, I'm happy to see Uncle Dax on TV. Uh, Uncle Dax proved that he's not only one of the best tag team tacticianers, but also when when the guy needs to go as a singles, he can go as a singles wrestler. So I took it all in as we got another good performance from Uncle Dax. And unfortunately, we had to sit through Jeff Jarrett wrestling with him too. And uh, what's this? You throw somebody out. Referees came out. They took a whole small, small army of the referees to to put the three, the three amigos back to the ring. And then somehow this this pencil pencil handling sloth, this this sneaky snake, somehow slithers his way back out there, and nobody can notice that to allow and help Jeff Jarrett win. I mean, if you're the if you're the ref, you saw your other ref clans, men and women, push these guys back to the back. And then you see something happen with Uncle Dax. He jumps out of the ring chasing this guy that was thrown out. Wouldn't you do something like maybe, I don't know, DQ Jeff Jarrett? Because obviously, I mean, wrestling math is you threw this guy out. Somehow this guy is back. Uncle Dax is chasing after this guy. Huh. He must have did something to, to Dax. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you were thrown out originally. So since you came back in here, you're we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and have to force ourselves to disqualify Jeff Jarrett. No, 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 no. No, you allow the shenanigans to happen. He he slithers into the ring, distracts you, allows allows Jeff to hit the stroke and allows uh, goes for the pin, allows Sanjay to hold Uncle Dax's feet so that he can't kick out of it and pick up a win. I mean, I'm pretty sure Vince would never, but uh, Tony Khan would. Coked up Tony, the booker of the year, three years in a row, Will. So, uh, I, I don't think anybody's been DQ'd in AEW since birth, so... <laughs> So uh, I, I, I guess I don't understand the wrestling logic in AEW, and I probably never will. DQs don't count. It's a magical land. 
Where well, DQs that's, don't that's count. already too much time we spent on that match anyway. Up next, uh, what do you think of the Andre the Giant Memorial? Oh, no, wait a minute. The Owen Hart trash tournament that is basically just an excuse for Tony Skeets to say Owen Hart's name 400 times a show. It's not going to help. I hope we don't get that awkward one hour uh, overtime that we had the, the first time we had this last year or two years ago, however long it's been. I hope not either. Moving on. Uh, Wardlow with Arn versus who? Uh, quick Squash. Arn gets on mic, calls Wardlow AEW's dynasty. Okay. The captain with Super Shredder Saurus interrupt, sort of, approach ring, then change their minds. Great choice, guys. Let's just keep wasting time like this. Renee with Sammy backstage. MJF approaches and comedy ensues. They gave each other gifts, hugs, and reach arounds. RJ City jumped by KFC. No one cares. Then we get Darby Allen versus Sammy. I was like, okay, guys, we finally we, we, we got potential here. We got Darby versus Sammy. Maybe something cool will happen. I I I unloaded my gun. I set it aside. I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sit through this shit now. Uh we'll watch it. Won't kill ourselves. We'll see how it goes. Uh, MJF joins commentary. He's chugging pickles. Sammy, they were kosher, by the way. They were kosher. Sammy being Sammy, disrespectful. MJF waxes about his kosher pickles and how great Sammy is. Tony is disgusted the entire time. Says MJF jumped the shark. Sammy low blows Darby on apron, then moonsaults onto him. MJF is very excited. That's my friend. A very cool spot through table. Sammy six thirty on the Darby. Is this a no DQ? Did I miss that graphic pre-match? What I say? What uh, I say? Darby beats the count of ten. MJF upset goes to ring with ref distracted. MJF tosses skateboard at Darby. Then Sammy pulls an Eddie and gets DQ'd. What the fuck? Which is it, man? MJF and Sammy celebrate, but Tony Schiavone calls MJF a prick and says that Tony Skeet sets up a tag match. With Sammy and MJF versus Jack and Darby. If Jack and Darby win, then there will be a Pillars four-way at double or nothing. This is exactly what Stick said last week, which is getting spooky, folks. He's winning predictions. He's calling spots. Uh, I think uh, Sticks might be working for old Tony Skates, but I digress. Sticks, what did you think? Uh, Wardlow? No, never mind. What would, What did you think of Darby versus Sammy? Uh, the match was decent at at uh best, and that's even the kind of offensive to decent. I didn't mind the ending. I I kind of like that when we get that little throwback to uh of Eddie Guerrero. Like uh, I thought it was pretty nice. And uh, no, I am not working for Tony Khan because uh, I would hope that you both know that I would have better. I would help put out a better program than what we all three had to sit through on Wednesday night. But, uh, no, I mean, dead clock's right twice a day. So, hey, I called my shot. I got it. It is what it is. It'll, it'll get fucked up somehow. But eh, this, this match had potential, like you said, and it didn't live up to it. So, keep it as that. I understand the end of the match was the setup for Double or Nothing. But if I had to rate this episode of Dynatrash, this match would be the only reason why it got my salt dandruff because everything else was terrible. Up next, MJF and Sammy storm out. Sammy denied access to MJF's getaway vehicle. 
Uh, Adam Cole, baby, in ring, calls out Jericho. Jericho wants nothing to do with a guy who lets his wife get beaten, so he sends his goons to jump him. Orange Cassidy and Bandito for the save. Why? Jericho, appreciation, society, numbers too much. And guess who got out his checkbook? Roddy Strong is all elite. He runs out to save good Lord. Why, Roddy? Why? Adam and Roddy hug. Because you got to give the people what no. No. Uh, QTV, don't care. Uh oh, sticks. Let me let me let you wax about um Adam Cole and Roddy and why Orange Cassidy and Bandito came out for the save. I'm I'm just gonna guess that this circles back to the awkward beginning uh, promo after their match. Um, I was thinking about this. Uh, this probably would have been the time where you could have saved the undisputed era slash elite uh, get together. Because, I mean, think of it. You had the Jericho Appreciation Society. If you waited long enough for, for Roddy to wait out his time on his contract, this would have been the time to be able to, to have – Kyle O'Reilly, before he got injured, now he's injured. There, nobody knows when he's coming back. Uh, Bobby okay. Fish, still unsigned. I mean, a lot of people think he's signed, he's signed of AEW. Well, if he's signed of AEW, you would have had him come down and help Adam Cole, or he would have been there with them for a, for a little while. Uh, this would have been the time to be able to bring all four of them out to bring out the you know their version of the Undisputed Era, but they kind of shot their shot and ruined that. Um, this is just a, a cluster of throwing people together. You got your new all elite signing with Roddy, who's got history with Adam Cole. And then you got Orange Cassidy and Bandito, who I guess you must not have anything for currently at the moment, I guess. I mean, he's Orange Cassidy's defended his title. Well, they say 20 times since he's had it. It's been the, he's been a workhorse with that title. I mean, Heaven knows you don't have a roster big enough that you could maybe give the guy a week off or two. I don't know. I mean, maybe you consider this this eight person tag maybe a little bit of a of a break. I mean, I I really don't because with it being all elite, freak injuries do happen and, it's, and they seem to happen a lot on AEW. Um, I mean, this is outside of the Roderick Strong. Uh, coming and helping him. I mean, you have an orange casting bandito. It just it doesn't make sense. And that's typical AEW. Uh, the champ, the TBS champ, Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. I'm a fan of Taya Valkyrie. As a matter of fact, when Styx was talking about Taya and his drip packs in the past, I said, I wonder if Taya is happy or not being a part of a group because she's such a big star. She's a big star. I want something better for her. And then she went all elite. And she goes up against Jade Cargill on a non-pay-per-view match for the TBS championship. Taya is forbidden from using her finisher. You took notes on this? She'll be DQ'd. Stupid. Tranny Manson makes sure to scream it in her face. They fight on the outside of the ring during the commercial break. 
Jade has Smart Mark and Layla Gray in her corner, conveniently. Taya forgets she can't use her finisher yet again, and Jade rolls her up. Uh, Taya goes berserk and almost takes out Tranny Manson, which would have been the best moment in AEW history. Uh, Black Eye Doctor with the hater. Hating on Soraya, Booty, and Ruby. Weird pause from Hater during this. Uh, Absolute 10, which is what I'm calling them because Cesar deemed it last week. Absolute 10 and Bullet Club video promos for a Rampage match with sticks I want to know. Taya loses to Jade. You 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 thought you thought she had a chance to win this match? No, I knew what I saw the writing on the wall. That's why I said she's fighting her for the title on a non-pay-per-view match. I already knew. I was like, this is this is fuck shit certified. But what happened was even worse, in my opinion. <clears throat> um if you're a fan of Ty Valkyrie, which I mean Mangri and myself are, you would have rather seen her stay in impact. Um, group or not. Um I don't know this for a fact or anything, but I got to believe that she was extremely happy because she's friends with Rosemary. She's friends with everybody there. I mean, she's a trails blazer there at impact. Um, you know, I, I got to believe that they're on good terms. Uh, but this is one of those points for, if you're a wrestling a wrestler, you had to seriously think about is the money really going to be worth having to do this fuck shit? I mean, now you got to have the question of, are they going to have Jade go to 100? Like, are we looking at, like, legit Goldberg-like rise, um, which I hope not. I mean, I think we're both – all three of us would love to see her lose at some point. I mean, I, I personally would love to see the doctor finally be like, hey, you know, I'm on TV a lot. Why don't I bring a little bit of, of clout to this championship? Why don't you have me – why don't you have me be the girl? Then you can have Jade go up. I don't know if you would still have Jamie be the champion by then, but have her. Unless they don't think uh, Jade is still good. I mean, she's she's gotten better. I mean, she there was it wasn't as horrible. It wasn't her most horrible match that she's had. But uh, for as a Ty Valkyrie fan, you really have high hopes for this, and uh, my expectations met. They weren't very good. So uh, I I just hope that maybe it was only a couple months, maybe contract. And then they tease it on impact that they got to Rosemary and Jessica are going to try have to find a way to go to the undead realm to get her. So that's my only hope that I'm getting that maybe she didn't sign like a full like years deal. And maybe she's going to come back to impact or maybe she's going to work both. I don't know. But uh yeah, no, once again, another disappointment of many that was on this episode of uh, ATW. Madison Rain debuts, loses to Jade. Athena debuts, loses to Jade. Where the fuck have they been? Gone. Well, now we got tired. Madison, Madison's a trainer, and Athena's the Ring of Honor women's champion, so... Like I was saying, no one cares. And now Taya is almost going to suffer. I hope she doesn't. I really hope she doesn't. 
I mean, I know after that she went home and got some good dicking from uh, Johnny uh, Morrison there, but man, this this was very disappointing. On top of an incredibly disappointing night, um, and now the main event: <clears throat> Kenny Omega and Takesha versus. Oh, they're gonna fight a, a a huge tag team. This is a main event. This is a main event match. And, and AEW knows how to do tag team wrestling. Kenny Omega and Takesha teaming for the first time in AEW. They're going to take on a legit tag team of badasses. They're, they're going to take them to the limit and main event worthy. I can't wait. Who's the first tag team Kenny and Takesha will take on? The team that loses all the fucking time. This is the Brian Cage of tag teams. In the main event of a Dynatrash. Brian Danielson joins commentary. Nice to see you, man in the mask. Uh, Brian is harping on the fact that Omega is not even pursuing MJF and the world title. Calls the elite a cancer. Uh, Kip and Penelope with the bunny as well and Butcher and Blade's corner. Don Callis for Omega. We got Kip shenanigans. Given the choice, Taz would want to hook would want Hook to train with KFC over the Elite. What the fuck kind of main event is this? What a dumpster fire of a show! I'm done. Don't care. Sticks close this episode out so Caesar can wax. This is how this episode should have ended. I'm just gonna leave it at this. This is how the episode should have ended, and it ended perfectly for this hot dumpster fire of trash. I don't want AEW to fail. I don't want to watch this episode and be like, I just wasted two hours of my life. After this episode was over, I was debating in my brain whether or not we should talk about AEW anymore. This was awful. Uh, and Cesar, are you ready? <clears throat> And now, it's time for the Hell Caesar Tangent of the Week. There's 120 minutes on an episode, okay, of wrestling. And these niggas have just wasted 107 minutes of my fucking time. Of my fucking time. First of all, you got this nigga OC who can't get a day off, okay? Well, it's like it's like there's a goddamn flavor of a season, okay? Fucking John Moxley can't get no days off. He fighting everybody for eliminator matches. Dumb shit in the world. Then you got this nigga OC. He fighting everybody for that damn uh, Intercontinental title. They they got too many goddamn titles. The TNT title, I guess, is just the the tall nigga title because only tall niggas can win it now. It's only been Wardlow, uh, dark ass, uh, dumb nigga, or maybe talentless nigga title. Because it's just Wardlow. Ain't got no talent. He can't talk on the mic. And all he does is powerbomb cracker. Dumbass Will Hobbs. He ain't putting on no fucking bangers. And then Wardlow again. I mean, the last nigga that had some talent that had it was fucking Samoa Ho. Um, Darby's ass can't talk on the mic. So that talentless nigga bullshit is out here. But anyway, yeah, you're going to take some dude like Bandito, a fucking ROH world champion, put him with OC, and have some kind of piss-ass match. Between them two cracks. You know what OC gonna do? You know what he gonna do? He gonna do some flippy dippy DDT, a jump off the top DDT, 
a damn uh, orange punch, a damn crash, some shit on the, the damn outside, crawl his dumb ass back in the ring because he's lazy, fall off the top, it's a dub, okay? He ain't losing that fucking title. No time soon. All the little crackers wearing denim, bringing out the Canadian tuxedos with a white-ass T-shirt uh, uh, and giving a thumbs up. And that's what I care about that match. I gave it two burps and your mama's a hoe. Up next, then there you had uh, you had that mic fuck up. Vince would never. Vince would fucking never. I wish a nigga would go out on WWE TV and not be have to blur it out by some drinks because the mic was broke. Because the mic was broke? Negro, please. Get the fuck out of here. That boom mic guy, he's fired. And then, and then, you got this old crusty bitch who just trying to damn get his hot girl walk on goddamn ring, Double J, his Uncle Dax. Why, why is it? You know what? You know what? The only positive thing about this bullshit segment is, is if Cash lost to Sanjay, uh, that nigga on Rampage TV. I can't even think of his goddamn name. It's finally, finally, long-term booking. Oh. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, yeah. Sorry. You know what? The disrespect you, Jay Lethal, for allowing Jay uh, Double Jared to join your piss-ass group. It was fine with you three assholes. It was the darkies. But no, no. You got to go get an old white man to join your group. Huh? Huh? You want to break the law, nigga? Huh? You want speed? Put coke in your car? Huh? Is that it? Nigga, just drive through black neighborhoods. Ain't no cops come there no way. You dumbass. All right, then you got this old nigga. But yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah, this is the first long-term storytelling that didn't have to involve the world title. If they're going to do, this nigga lose this week. Uncle Dax lose. Then Uncle Cash lose. And then then they both lose uh, together, maybe in, in an eliminator match, which sets up the pay-per-view, which is four goddamn weeks away. And the only match that we know we is, is actually booked on the card is damn Sammy versus MJF, but that shit gonna change next week. We all know that bullshit. We all know this was a four-billion match from the start. Why even have that dumbass tournament? I ain't even there yet. What was I talking about? Warlow. I skipped the shit out of this. Caesar 632, I ain't got nothing funny to say. That shit was trash. Arn got on the mic. I got on Pornhub and thought about jerking my meat into an electrical socket because that seems more entertaining to listen to old-ass Arn Anderson talk about some bullshit, okay? Then I don't even know what happened next. Oh, Sammy versus Darby. Yeah. So you mean tell me, you mean tell me in the middle of a match, this nigga can just go outside, get a fucking table, you know what I'm saying, squeeze his wife's ass, you know what I'm saying, tickle the ring girl, uh, call himself a chalupa and the Spanish God, put this nigga Darby on top of the table, that nigga ain't been counted out, he was outside for eight seconds, do some flippy dippy ricochet six dirty shit, put this nigga through the table, and the ref watched it with his own fucking eyes, and then, and then, Darby supposedly hit this nigga with a skateboard? All DQ. All DQ. What the fuck? Nigga, if you want to be ECW, change the fucking words around. And the letters. I'll believe that shit. Then ECW, they ain't got no goddamn rules. Put a nigga through eight tables. Sex him on fire. You know what I'm saying? Hump his mama in the middle of the match so he gets angry and shoots your ass. Everything's legal there. That's totally fine. But ain't no way you're going to tell me a nigga can flippy dippy through a table and then a nigga hits you with a goddamn skateboard and that, that ain't the same. That ain't the same. What What, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And then, and then, and then, you gonna count to nine? Really? When after he flippy dippies this nigga through a table, you realize Darby was on the table the whole time. This nigga put him on the table, hit him on the table, got back in the ring, jumped his big ass on top of the ring, did the flippy dip, hurt his back. He was out there. Ah, ah. Tecate was driving too hard. 
ah, I got to get back in the ring. Waited eight seconds, then got back in the ring, and then the ref gonna start counting. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. These refs gotta go. These refs got to go. And then, and then, Adam Cole, baby, back. All right, you're my man. I'm Cole. You're my man. Fifty grand. You come out there with Keith Lee. Then now for the second week in a row, you'll bring his fat ass out there to help defend your country ass when you talking to Jericho, who got eighteen niggas on his side. And you know his punk ass ain't gonna be there. Oh, then all of a sudden, yeah, bring your ass out, Jericho. We gonna fight, Jericho. Blah, blah, blah. Four niggas come out. Whoop your cracker ass. You don't even have a kendo stick, a chair, a knife, a pistol, Jake's mama's anus to, to you know, distract him or nothing. You ain't got shit. You just standing out there. By yourself, you get jumped. Then here come Orange Cassidy and Bandito. After fought each other. Now they hanging out in the back. I don't know what they doing. Where best friends at? Them niggas can't come out? Huh? They, they don't get no sticks 313? Huh? They don't get no season 316. They don't, they don't get to get on the show. Huh? They just coming out because they faces. Because everybody's a goddamn heel in AEW. Huh? There's like eight faces and 28 fucking heels. Huh? What's, what's going on here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Then all of a sudden, yeah, you want to come out there. Do that. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, tag match. Sammy got DQ'd. Tag match. It's back to being a four pillars match. Nigga, we know it's going to be a four pillars match. Four weeks ago. Dumbass shit. This is where it should have been. Dumbass tournament. If you'd have did this dumbass tournament four weeks before the dumbass pay-per-view leading up to it, so at the dynamite before the pay-per-view, then you do the stupid tag match. Then all them four of them niggas go to the pay-per-view. We would have to drag this out for another four fucking weeks. Nigga, it ain't even May yet. The pay-per-view May 28th. It ain't even May. It's April 30th. Pissing me off. I'm gonna shoot this nigga, Tony Khan. I swear to God he's gonna come to Virginia. And now y'all gonna see. It's going to be a sad day for y'all because I ain't going to have no phone. I ain't going to be able to call you like Mangria did from jail. I'm going to be under the goddamn jail because I'm going to commit murder on live TV. It's going to be like the episode where Stone Cold took Vince in the ring, except this nigga brain's going to go out. And y'all going to be like, yo, his motherfucker won't play. I ain't fucking with Cesar no more. I hope he, I hope he don't never get out. Hey, he's going hey, hey. to be in real life. He's going to pull up. And when he pulls the trigger, that's going to be Cesar 360. <laughs> you damn right. You damn right. It's going to be 632. You better fast forward through this shit when they reach your tapes. Otherwise, you're going to see some brain, nigga. No, 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 no. When he pulls the trigger, it's going to be Cesar 187. Damn right. But that shit going to have 8 million views. And AEW watchers going to be like, this nigga right here saved AEW. 8 million views. 8 billion views worldwide, nigga. It crashed YouTube. Everybody tried to rewatch it. So, yeah, that dumbass shit. Here come, yeah. Checkbook time. Been 90 days, I guess. Left that nigga in a hospital 90 days ago. Now his bitch ass on AEW. Already looking like AEW talent. This nigga punched at least two people in the face. Dumped Danny Garcia on his goddamn neck. I thought he broke his shit. I mean, Roddy Strong was made for AEW. He looked like he hurt niggas already. I mean, send everybody to the goddamn hospital. That knee he hit. Oh, that backbreaker knee shit he hit on Danny Garcia. Oh, shit. Thought I heard three ribs break. So, yeah. Ain't no PC. See? Nigga been out to PC for 90 days. Russell's like AEW talent. Fuck stay shit up. What was next? Oh, that bitch show. I fast forward through this shit. I know I'm watching this shit. I knew what happened. This bitch was not going to be able to use As soon as they said she can't use the furniture, I said, okay, it's done. That's old shit. She tried to fuck up Trenny Manson. Let me watch this shit. I actually rewound it and tried to watch it twice. Other than that, I ain't watched this match. I knew this shit was going to be some dumb shit, some fuck shit. And then if they try to stretch this out from here four goddamn weeks of this pay-per-view, Turn off. Nobody gives a fuck. Just get a bitch. Just get a bitch title. If you're gonna get a bitch title, and let Jade take a vacation. Well, she ain't wrestle no way, so she on vacation. Bring out that that other bitch because she fine. Let her walk around. I'd rather watch her. If Jade ain't gonna say that bitch show no more, or or, or cut the shit, 
fuck off my TV. That's all. That's all I care. About. That's all I care about that. And then, and then, the biggest piece of dog shit. If you seen that rock clip on TikTok, this is the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen. You gonna have Kenny and Taker Shitter versus these niggas? First these niggas, huh? What you just didn't want to have Kenny fight the BBC for eighteen weeks in a row? Just had to be seventeen weeks in a row, huh? Huh? These niggas gonna come out here, had his garbage ass match with Booker with uh, Butcher and Blade, huh? Just show me Penelope Ford and the Bunny's ass for for ten minutes. That'd have been a better match than this. Then Dan, then you got Daniel Bryan, dry as fuck on the mic, drier than three day old turkey after Thanksgiving, on the mic, saying the dumbest shit in the world. I watched this on mute. I couldn't take Daniel Bryan up for thirty seconds. I put it on mute. Then all of a sudden, Kitty Final Club coming down to the ring with screwdrivers again. Why don't you niggas bring magnets and just snatch the screwdrivers out their hand? Huh? Or bring pistols. You know they coming with heat. Bring a shank. Do something, nigga. I don't care if you get a lightsaber out Star Wars' ass. Do bring something to the ring. Huh? Don Callis got a suit jacket on. You can stick a little 22 right in there. Right? A little 22. Right in the pocket. I know. Get a shank. Give Kenny a goddamn sword or something. I don't care. These niggas bringing screwdrivers. They go into Home Depot and stock it up. And then gonna hit this nigga in the head with a screwdriver. He bleeding on his arm. What the shit is this? What the shit is this? Vince would never. Vince is gonna say, yo, no, you cutting your forehead, nigga. You slicing your shit all the way the fuck open. You gonna have them Rick Rick Flair scars on your shit when I'm done with your crack ass. I mean, somebody gotta bleed every goddamn week. Every goddamn week. I mean, goddamn period juice everywhere in the ring on somebody. If it ain't Moxley, it's somebody who he in the ring with with his goddamn screwdriver. I hit myself in the head with a screwdriver yesterday. I didn't bleed one goddamn bit. Nigga, why don't y'all get some knives? Get a damn. Get a damn, you know, box cutter. Make me believe you trying to cut a nigga open. Huh? A fork a fork is all right. You jam that shit. A goddamn screwdriver. And what is it? A flathead? Huh? That screwdriver. It ain't diamond tip. So why is these niggas getting cut? But yeah, like Mangria said, I wish a nigga would. And I'm talking to y'all who watch this shit faithfully. I wish a nigga would tell me that this show was good. Good? Nigga, I've had shits gooder than this, okay? And way more entertaining. From from the fart sounds alone. Hell, I was laughing half the time. And you want to tell me this damn piece of shit for two hours on TV. And unlike Mangria, if they start showing me shit like this, I hope they fail. I, I'll say it. Get the fuck off my TV. All right, so I, I got more time being the Hennessy Ronin on Sunday nights because I ain't got to talk about it. I can go straight to NXT and go the fuck home. And here Sticks talk about Impact. That makes me want to watch. But I, I'm, I'm not paying for it. I got to pay extra for Impact. I'm not paying for that shit. I'm going to watch it free online. Like I watch the AEW pay-per-views. This, this is why I don't pay for this shit. This is why I don't pay for this shit. I got to pay for shirts because I like people. And I want to see them succeed. But if, if you're going to put some shit like this together. I mean, no acclaimed. No Ricky Stocks. No best friends. No that bitch. None of my catchphrases that makes me want to watch this piece of trash. And I got to hear Arn Anderson talk for five minutes. This, this drunk nigga, you want to hear a drunk nigga talk for five minutes? Watch this piece of shit. Man, Green, put it on for y'all. You hear a drunk nigga talk some ratchet shit all fucking night. Got to listen to Arn Anderson. Nigga, you can pay me in ham sandwiches and sour cream potato chips, and I'll go on AEW TV and talk for five minutes, and I guarantee you I'll be the top of the show. Nigga, they're going to call me the number kid, whatever, the demo god, whatever the fuck, nigga. They're going to be like, man. I don't only, only pay for this ticket to CCs are. 
because I know they're going to tackle his ass or there's a police in the area. He might get shot this week. But if he do, I'm I'm out. I ain't going back to AEW. Pay me, nigga. Pay me in ham sandwiches. Give me a flight. Ham sandwiches. I'll give you five minutes of entertainment on that shit show. Swift, oh God. Let's talk about NXT. I'm done with bullshit. Other than that, Cesar has no thoughts on the subject. Uh, we are finally done with abortion every Wednesday. And now we are going to get into some good shit. NXT spring break-in. Uh, of course, we start off with the uh, unused talent, have a fake barbecue, and talk about the card for tonight, which I enjoy. I like that. It gets you hyped. It, it breaks down the card for you. You know, Charlotte did it uh, last year, and they're they're doing it this year. Uh, quick trip to Walmart, and they got some tiki torches and lawn chairs for decor for the entrance. Hey, racist. Trunk match kicks off the night. We got Tony D and Stax who are newly drafted to Sunday Night Skeet, APBW yeah. shout out, versus Pretty Deadly, who unfortunately are on Dynamite. Not because of them, but because of Jake. Uh, this fight begins fast. There's a kiddie pool with Chuck E. Cheese balls in it, surfboard, wheelbarrow, not to mention a 1947 custom dodge from Lorenzo's uncle with the trunk wide open in the back. This looks silly. But I dig the uniqueness of the foreign objects. Uh, ouch! Wheelbarrow to the injured knee by Tony D. Prince and pain as we go to commercial picture and picture. The action is getting brutal as Tony D and stacks atomic drop pretty deadly onto standing chairs. Kit with a roll of quarters in hand uh, strikes Tony D. That's gangsta, baby. That's gangsta. Roll of quarters. A roll of quarters. Um, I think that was two rolls of dimes. Um. What difference does it make there? It's strategy, Book says. After spilt milk in front of commentators, pretty deadly toss stacks and trunk. Stacks fire extinguishes his way out. Crowbar to Kit's face, which was fucking gnarly. Double team prints through the table. Bada bing, bada boom, cause he's blind. And trunk stuffed. Tony D and Stacks win. Um, I think the fire extinguisher was stashed, Vic says. You think? You think? Book Book just couldn't get over that. It might have been stats. <laughs> Fucking Book. I loved it. Th this is how you start a show. This is quality. Try to argue with me that this was a bad match. Try to argue with me that W was better than NXT this week because you're fucking wrong. Uh, Cesar, what did you think of this trunk match? We had everything you needed in this match. It was mayhem. It was carnage. It was heavy hitting, and it was book cooning. You damn right. You know you got a good ass show when you got book cooning early. Oh, we got the trunk matchup first, Vic. Oh, we got these pretty deadly guys. They talented. Yes, boy. <laughs> you know, book cooning is a good way to start off any goddamn match. Yeah, these fuckers was going at it. They was hitting each other good. Yeah, the damn kiddie pool. Uh, it was a good fight, by the way. Yeah, wheelbarrow to the knee. Jesus Christ, he even heard the bong off that shit. I was hoping he's wearing a knee brace because I'm thinking if that shit was a bone, that shit don't hurt. Yeah, he had one on. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, man, that shit was good. Uh, yeah, the right people won, uh, especially with Pretty Deadly. As we all said, getting called up. They're getting out of there. Yeah, we're going to get stacks and Tony D a run at these tag team ships. You know, you're taking one tag team out, you're building one tag team up the way it should go. Uh, they finally getting their first real big dub. Uh, they drive off. With them crackers in the trunk. Yeah, stacks in the trunk. I think it was hit. You think? 
you think? He said, oh, yeah, cool off, baby. Book Coonan. I love it. You got to love it. This might it was good. It might have been stashed. Sticks, what did you think? Uh, we got finally something good. This was before the abortion on Wednesday. We got we we, we got the, the dessert uh, before the vegetables here. Uh, what did you think of the kickoff to spring break-in? Well, once again, NXT starts off their show with another banger. Um, I fully believe this might be the match, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, I think this was the match that uh, will help propel Tony D and Stax as a tag team. Um, I think maybe another match or two, another couple of dubs. And uh, these boys can be wrestling for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championships. And uh, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't be mad if they end up winning. Uh, I think these guys, they're coming together really good. Um, Stax is starting to... Uh, show that he can wrestle better every match that he's in. And uh, I think this match solidified these two, the, the Don and Stax, as a legit tag team in NXT. And uh, this is a good way for Prey Daily to go out before probably getting drafted on Monday or somehow being uh, drafted on, on social media that we'll have to read about maybe fought Tuesday, late Monday night or Tuesday, but uh, it was a good way to send out pretty deadly. I mean, they're a good tag team. They've done it all in NXT. So this is a good way for them to, to exit stage right and uh, help put, help uh, another tag team in NXT grow. So this was a hell of a good match and a hell of an opener for NXT spring breaking. Just throwing this out there real quick. I think Tony D and Stax are going to add one more person to this family before they gain some tag team gold. Uh, just a, my own prediction out there. We'll see if it comes true. But, you know, I'm sorry, folks, are starting out with so much hate and anger. It's not like me. I had to cleanse my palate. And the perfect way to cleanse my palate. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Because up next, old Tiffany Stratton arrives and talks trash to Indy and Roxy. It's Tiffy time. Uh, Chase U is up next. Duke not making Andre feel any better by explaining what he's up against, but he then hypes him up. Andre's fired up. Andre Chase versus Duke. Uh, Andre Chase with Duke versus Yawn Maker. I mean, we we kind of knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. It was entertaining. At least I could say that it was entertaining. Andre put up a fight. Uh, he showed some promise, but of course, Yawn wins with Steiner recliner. Book talking about meat the whole match. That dude obsessed with meat. No mm -hmm. water, no bread. Just, Just meat. meat. Uh, Carmelo Hayes highlight package. Kenzie interviews. It, oh, Kenzie was trying to interview Dragonoff. It didn't even get started because the thin boss man murders him and closes the garage door on him. Uh, sticks. Uh, any thoughts on any of that? I mean, we had the Andre Chase versus John Maker uh match, it was lightning quick. Uh, but any thoughts on the Dragon Off attack either? Or, um, just gonna say, you know, Tiffany says what Mangria says when he comes after jerking off to Tiffany Stratton. Lost Tiffany time. Um, <laughs> I love this, I love this John Maker match. I thought it was a match to make him look like a strong heel. Um, we're going to say, I mean, we say this of Andre Chase, 
three, the backstage stuff was good. The back and forth with him and Duke was good. The match, I mean, they did this. They got, they had them beat Schism to stay as a legit university, and then you throw, uh, throw them to Yon as like a as the first uh, first course on his uh, heel tour. So I mean, he he they did the job. I mean, like you said, Andre put up a good fight, but it was a match to make Yon look like a legit heel. So I wasn't mad at it. I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't a long young maker match. So that makes all of us happy, regardless if he's heel or face or champion. So, but uh, I mean, I thought it was an okay match. I thought it was a good heel match for him to build towards uh, being looked as possibly a legit heel in NXT and as a heel threat in NXT and uh, dragging off and then uh, then boss man. I mean, we're obviously this isn't over with, so. I'm not mad at it. I mean, both guys can go. Hopefully this uh, this continues because, I mean, I think they both can put on an entertaining match against each other. So not bad. Not bad at all. You know what? Uh, I'm going to do the complete opposite this entire NXT review. I'm going to be nothing but positive. I'm not going to say anything negative. You're going to get positive, Mangria, here. Uh, you know what? I You know what? I appreciate Stick's optimism of Braun Breaker's heel potential. He's showing it right now. And why not give him a win on the way out? Because he's for sure getting drafted on Monday. Uh, and then, yeah, it just further pr- uh, pushes the Chase and Duke story. Like, uh, is there going to be tension? You know, what we're going to see what's going to happen here. And then, yeah, we got uh, old Dragonoff and Thin Bossman's story progressing as well. Those two can go. Cesar, what say you, brother? We got Tiffany Stratton gracing our screens. We got Chase U getting murdered by Jan Maker. And then Dragonoff gets squashed, sort of, with a garage door. They were having trouble with that. It was like, oh, God. But he eventually got the door down. What do you think? You, you going to stay positive the, the rest of the way? The whole episode. No I... matter what. Positive Mangria. Even though White Kali is definitely called up and can wrestle on Raw and or SmackDown. Yeah, I got your ass, bitch. Yeah, yeah, know your place. Know your goddamn place. Cesar Cesar hitting you with that checkmate 316. Right. Right. I don't know what you thought. You thought you was going to get through this? Bring your ass back down with the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see, Cesar. Yeah. Come on, see. Come on you in. Don't see the potential of Juan Wagner. You see, can't see it, you cross-eyed bitch. Oh, hold on a second. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry about that. You see, Juan Wagner is the future. He's gonna be the next Mister WrestleMania. He just needs to find the right show to be on. NXT was the launching pad. Von Wagner has more talent and is pinky. Then the entire AEW roster so you know, it. can suck it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for Von Wagner to be. I can't wait for the announcement that he's all elite. Oh man, I can't wait for that to happen. Shit's gonna be good. And they said, <laughs> Mr. WrestleMania, he must be on that Tony Coke shit. Book that shit. Who booking that shit? Uh but nah, this was also uh also good. Yeah, it made it made Yawn look he like real heel. Andre got some shit in though. It wasn't like a complete squash. Andre got some good offense, and he he was taking it to him in the beginning, definitely. And then, as you know, Yon uh, just goes on. Uh, he had a monster he turned into Kyle and went on some cracker shit, and uh, yeah, won the match. And then we got the fuck out of there. And then yeah, that stupid bitch said something uh, stupid, 
and then uh, <laughs> Mangria Skeeter. Stupid bitch I, I, something stupid. Yeah, no, nah, and I, I meant to call that hoe that a uh, bitch. Yeah, I said it. I said it. How dare you see yeah. it? Oh, oh, thought you positive, nigga. Shut the fuck she up. She is the shining star in this entire women's division. I cannot yes. wait to see her destroy Indy. Take that championship. Send Indy back into Raw. Which, by the way, is actually kind of cool because the way is actually going to be uh, reunited. My, well, Theory's on Raw, too, right? So Theory is on Raw. Yeah. Technically, uh, the entire way. Well, well, let's, let's, let's just uh, back that up because, you know, Guther and Imperium got drafted to Raw. So, I mean, you're not going to have two mid-card champions on uh, one oh, show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but you forget uh, that doesn't take place until after Backlash. And Bobby Lashley, who's been drafted to SmackDown, has a U.S. title shot match. Oh shit! At Backlash. Oh shit! So you don't know that Austin Theory could could definitely stay on Raw, and Bobby Lashley could take the U.S. title to Backlash. So there's possibilities. Uh, moving on, Lyra Valkyria versus Cora Jade. Okay. <laughs> I just made a declaration. I just made a declaration. Yeah, yeah. Po- possibly talk about it. Just, I just made a declaration to be positive, and I look yep. at my notes. Yep. Yep, come on. There, there's a lot of venom here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read that however, shit. However, read that I, shit. I rarely watch NXT twice. Like, I don't like Sticks. I know Sticks, he probably watches it twice to get all his thoughts in order. I watched NXT Spring Break-In twice. And the notes I took on upon the first viewing, <laughs> not so kind. So let me let me let me let me tell you my thoughts upon the second viewing. So Lyra can go. She can. And I think in this match she showed it. Lyra and Cora put on a, a decent match. I can say that. And the fact that Cora, you know, resulted in heel tactics to win puts her over more. It gives you sympathy for Lyra. But I I can honestly say these two could go. It wasn't a terrible match. These two can go. Uh, What Lyra lacks in personality, she makes up for in the ring. This match. This match. And uh, Cora, of course, goes over. Looking good as always. I, I wasn't mad at it the second time. Uh wait. Why, why were you mad the first time though? Read read them notes. Yeah, let us let us know your thoughts the first time. Don't, don't keep the people waiting. Read uh, them fucking notes. Uh, wait, is the championship match up next? This is for sure. Go- oh, this is negative too. Shit. Um, pfft, never mind. PD not having a great time in the trunk as we move on to the championship match, but before then. Caesar, we have Lyra versus Cora. What did you think? I thought it was okay. Like, it wasn't bad. But, yeah, I, I can't stand this Valkyrie chick, man. She is, like, way too plain. Uh, Cora just being bitchy just to be bitchy is at least giving you something in this match. And then she tried to hit the bitch with the kendo stick, hits her with that DDT for the win. It's fine. It's not bad, but it was probably the worst match of this night. It's not the worst match. Overall of the week, because we all know what show the worst match of this week was on. 
especially don't, between don't put me back in that dark yeah space. especially between two women we we know what the worst match of uh of this week was <sighs> on. uh but but yeah yeah it was all right i am mad Cora jade's back she's got to get some dubs to be uh i guess the new top heel bitch since uh zoe stark is on her way out uh they're gonna need some uh they're gonna need a top heel uh i don't think Tiffany is the top heel. I think she is a good heel, but I, I don't see her as like the top top heel. Uh, so I think Core is probably going to have to take over that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, if like uh, Roxanne isn't going for the chip anymore, you could always bring up that feud at a pay per view to get cooking again. We know at least that match will be a banger, Roxanne and Cora. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. Can I get your two cents on uh, that small segment of uh, Pretty Deadly? Yeah, no, no, no. See, this shit was great. This shit was great. Them motherfuckers just riding. <laughs> yeah, we woke that ass tonight, chilling. You know, they're going down to the docks. Then, uh, you hear something? No. Nah. Hey, hey, let me out of here. Oh, it sounds like it's from the back. All of a sudden, you hear him punching. And then they get back in the car and they start driving again. And he's like, what was I talking about? Oh, easy match. Yeah, light work. Light work. Yeah, yeah, come on, nigga. Let's get some spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm fine with that. You know, Crackers uh, Crackers living a good life after a good win. Little skit. I won't mad at it. Sticks, Lyra versus Cora. Um, This is an okay match. I mean, Lyra can go in the ring. I, I think her future is one of that you can stick her with uh, other women wrestlers to find out if they can go. And, uh, I mean, Cora is getting better. Um, I think the top women's heel spot is up in the air. Like, I believe I believe they want Tiffany to be that, but I don't think she's done enough yet to get it. And I think Cora... Well, I, don't, I don't think she's completely ready for it. No, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if Cora is either. I think they're both kind of neck and neck at it. I mean, I, I would say this: Cora can cut a better promo, yeah. So it gives her a leg up to I have think, that spot. Yeah, I think live Cora can cut a better promo than Tiffany, but I think if uh, you do just strictly like backstage stuff, where you could obviously stop, re redo it, do that stuff, I think they can make Tiffany look like a, a million dollars. Um, I mean, in the ring, I think Tiffany's a little bit better. Definitely, I mean, I definitely, yeah, yeah. With that gymnastics background, mm-hmm. that helps her out a super lot. Um, but uh, this match, I mean, it, it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, for the spot that it was at, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyra can't cut a promo, but, like, I mean, Grizz said she can do her her in ring ring her in ring work is better than her promo work. So having her against Cora, who can cut a better promo than probably her ring work, it's kind of I don't want to say it's a wash, but I mean it, it was an okay match. I mean, like like Cesar said, Cora needs to start picking up some dubs to uh, get herself back in that title picture, and. Uh, it, it was an okay match. It was it was good for the spot that it was in, and the uh, pretty deadly and family spot that was good, man. 
that was good. You got those two driving down the road. You hear the you hear the bodies in the trunk uh, yelling for help. Stax gets out, bashes them over the head with the trunk, uh, calms them down, and and the boys keep driving down the road. So that was that was pretty good. So that, uh, it, it wasn't a bad bad seg- segments at the at this part of the show. Not bad, not bad, but questionable placement over the NXT championship match, which of course we all know means Mello retaining. Mello with Trick versus Grayson Walla. The crowd actually split. It was great action to start. Did Grayson just throat punch Mello? Oh shit. Grayson frustrated grabs chair from under the ring and tosses it inside. Mellow fucking catches it. That's right. Uh, Grayson attacks Trick, heading into commercial picture-in-picture. These two are the future of WWE, and the future looks bright. The crowd is hyped. Commentary hyped. Still baffled why this is not the main event. What the fuck did Mellow just do? Springboard no-look DDT to Waller? Mm -hmm. Uh, Just give Mellow all the titles now. What the fuck? This is awesome chance. Mello, very smart to roll out of the ring after Grayson's stunner. Grayson, Shane McMahon's Mello through the announce table. I think Grayson uh, threw some shit at Vic while clearing the table, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, did. Mello hits nothing but net for the retain. Book shouting, first 48, first 48. Oh, that's Mello's code breaker. Okay, he, he, was, he was a bit late on that. Uh, Mello on the mic calls out Yawn for Battleground. Of course, Yawn jumps them both. Steiner recliner to trick. Yawn then spears Mello through the cardboard part of the stage. And, of course, the commentators overreact. But I appreciate that. Sticks, we got Mello versus Grayson for the NXT Championship in the middle of spring break-in. What do you think? <clears throat> um, I, I can kind of understand why they didn't have the main event. I mean, they won the show Shine on the Women. Uh, you had Triple Threat Women's Match. Um, with how this match went, I mean, it would have been harder for the women to possibly follow this up. Uh, but this match was, my God, this was, I thought this was a match of the week. I mean, this, I mean, what we all keep thinking, or a lot of people keep thinking that Grayson's probably going to get called up even though he's catching L's, I mean, the guy, but I mean, if he doesn't and we can get a handful of more, handful of more matches between these two, I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be spoiled with this. I mean, this match was freaking awesome. I mean, Grayson's work on the mic, his ring work is, is starting to catch up to that. I mean, you can go in the ring and mellow, I mean, great. you said it. That springboard, no-look DDT that he hit. I mean, this is this is the stuff your champion should be doing. And we have had to sit through, what was it, a year plus of yawn maker, rinse, wash, rinse, repeat moves. Now, now we got a champion that's going to give us something in every match. I mean, this guy is I mean there's a reason he's him there's a reason he's one of one I mean the guy was I I mean I think the only 
winner of the men's breakout. I mean, he, there's only reason why you have him be that guy. And he has shown you that ever since he's won that. I mean, we talked about ever since he faced Adam Cole, Bay Bay in NXT. I mean, you saw something with him. It's just a matter of, of putting that time in, getting that ring work. And he has given us something every match. And this match is another one of those to put in the book of Mello. The man doesn't miss. This man put, I mean, everybody, I mean, you even saw, you heard Grayson say it after he took out Trick. No trick, no title. No trick, no title. Well, guess what? No trick. This Real man time. took his game. He took his game up to another level. And guess what? No trick. He's still a champ. He's still him. He showed it. Hey, trick. Yeah, he got trick on the outside, but he don't need trick to retain that title. And this was a hell of a match. Um, the, the Yon Maker stuff afterwards. This is going to legit put Mello as the guy. Like, he will beat Yon Maker again at Battleground. This will go ahead and allow him to put Yon Maker in the, in the rear view mirror. If he gets drafted, if he doesn't, this allows him to put him in the rear view mirror to say, hey, I'm done with that. You heal Maker, heal Yon. You, you go ahead, you do what you got to do. But I already handled our business. Now, now you're in the river. I'm done with that. I mean, he's he's gonna go out there and put on another show, and show and probably make Yon look decent, like he did in that for, in their uh, stand deliver match. But I mean, this match, whew, I mean, not knowing, like you said, not knowing how the women's match went, or even I mean, they had two matches after this. But I mean. Oh man, this was a hell of a good match, and this was this was my match of the week. Mello was him, and this was a hell of a good match. And Grayson, Grayson looked good catching that L, and that, that's that's a that's a huge, huge bright spot for for WWE. And Grayson Waller's jersey will hang with the rest during the next title. Well, is it, it going to be a jersey or will it his shoes? Will they show that? Will they have well, shoes? He said he's gonna hang his shoe on the power line. It'll be golden shoes hanging from a power line amongst the jerseys. But let me tell you two things I noticed during Sticks is waxing. Number one, I can't believe I never noticed, but it looks like Cross-eyed Kid is giving us the finger and Caesar's background this entire time. Never noticed that before. Also, number two, I noticed that when Caesar opens a bottle, he smells it, and I do the exact same thing with a bottle of Mangria. But Caesar, go ahead and wax poetic on this NXT Championship match. This is by far the match of the week, possibly oh, yeah. match of the month, possibly match of the year. We'll have to find out. A uh, candidate, at least. But Caesar, go ahead and wax about this NXT Championship match. It was good. I don't know about match of the year. All right, moving on. It was good. It was good. No, no, no. Yeah, the guys come out with the shoes. Uh, Book Coonan. Book don't know who to root for. He's like, oh, after party, Vic. It, and Vic's like, did you get an invite? Of course I got an invite. Did you not get one? I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> Book Coonan. He, then he's like, I'll see if I can get me a plus one. <laughs> you always got to love Book Coonan at the beginning of the match because you know he's going to coon throughout the whole goddamn match. Man, this shit was good. Uh, he talking about uh, Grayson Wilde. I got the golden shoey. And he's thinking of uh, caviar wishes and champagne drink, whatever the fuck book says. 
You know that's right. Book got to use that shit. Got to use that shit. And then, yeah, these crackers went at it, man. And they went to whoa. Uh, Grayson Waller going for the legs because he knows Melo likes a springboard. Melo's finisher is nothing but net with the leg. So he's going for the leg. Yeah, tricked the, tricked the old ref and got Trick Willie up out of there. So, yeah, why, why did they have Cracker have an advantage? Get Trick Willie the fuck up out of there. Crowd split on uh, let's go Mello. Let's go Grayson. That's always good. Uh, motherfuckers doing work, doing all types of dirt. That springboard DDT. But then he went for that springboard and caught a stunner. I mean, Jesus Christ. It was so back and forth. The spot through the table. Grayson Waller being a dick. The old sick Vic there. Uh, motherfuckers was just, yeah. These these There's a reason why these guys are at the top of the card. Um, and not to say that I wanted Grayson to win, but he's getting a bit, he's getting a bit dolphish. He's always, it, it's like Melo said, you're always in the title picture, but you can't never get the trigger pulled. Like, like what's the point of him being the second best guy on the roster? Like, yeah, you, you win these iron survivors, you win these four-way matches, you win these, uh, uh, entry into the ladder match that they were in for the North American championship. You know, you're you're always in the championship matches, but can you I, can, can never throw, win the chip. Can I just throw this out here? Do you think if if Grayson stays on NXT, barring whatever happens Monday and, and post-show, do you think they're going to do this to set up for <laughs> if he does win, it's going to be like a kind of right. like, it's, it'll be like a surprise out of nowhere. Like everybody's like, ah, Grayson, he always gets in these title these title matches, and he never does enough. And do you think they're going to set up so that when he does win, it's like one of those, oh, shit, he actually pulled it off type of a, a moment? Yeah, but I feel like if he gets called up, they would do it with a, uh, they would do it with a mid-card title. Like, I can see him somehow stealing the title from Austin Theory on like his first night called up. Like some old school Seamus John Cena, Santino Morella type shit. Like the like Michael Cole and them would say that. Like, yo, Grayson Waller, breakout star at NXT. Never won a title, but he was he was always in the hunt. Austin Theory already knows him because they both come from NXT. He takes them lightly. I've been up here for a while. I know what I'm doing, kid. It's your first night. Grayson does some extra dirty shit because they're both heels and actually pins Austin Theory and takes the title. Like I could see a spot like that happening. Just to elevate him out of nowhere. Now, I don't know what kind of run he would get, but like I said, but he would be doing shoeies all in the crowd. So who gives a shit? Uh, but no, yeah, this was definitely match of the week, match of the night. It was it was really, really, really good shit. Yeah, a little bit weird placement. Uh you you could have you could have had the next match before this and then still had that match and then give the respect to the women, just to give them the respect. I, I ain't mad at that. But uh, also, I think they did what they did in the main event just because they knew of what was happening, uh, what, Friday or Saturday of Indy getting called up. So, but yeah, a good match. Up next is a story that just keeps on going, and I love every second of it. Of Kiana and Brooks versus Briggs and Fallon mixed tag match. Uh, Book is fully on Brooks' side now. Uh, you don't come <laughs> You don't come in between a man and his woman, Book says. 
I always have to have my voice give out at the end of a book impression because his voice always gives out. His voice always gives out at the end of the sentence. Uh, Briggs holding back a little. Brooks goes full heel. Uh, Vic and Book bickering about who is justified in this match. The crowd wants Fallon. Lots of outside action. Thought it was very unique that with Fallon hanging through the second rope, yelling at Kiana and Brooks, Brooks was holding Kiana, uh, her body with her feet pointed at Fallon, and he just says "fuck it" and uses Kiana's feet as a weapon and to drop kicker. Yeah, uh, fucking Fallon. I was like, "Damn, that's dirty." Um, Kiana's body. These four are fighting like best friends, so you know they ain't holding back. A uh, book talks about love and women's pheromones. Vic asks what the hell he's talking about. Uh, Briggs whooping on Brooks like money. Uh, (laughs) Brooks back in it with a spinning heel kick. Uh, Brooks lariats the fuck out of Briggs. Spinning suplex. Kiana tosses the loaded purse in the ring for Brooks to use and gets on the apron. Brooks attempts to use it, misses, and knocks Kiana off the apron. Briggs takes Brooks' head off with a clothesline for the win. To add insult to injury, Kiana leaves Brooks. I never loved you. Uh, Briggs then consoles Brooks because, uh, you know. You know, he know the power of that pussy, man. He knows the power bros, of that pussy. It's bros before hoes. Yeah, uh, man. But, you know, he's a virgin, man. Kind of embrace, kind of. He kissed him on the forehead. But, of course, the story will continue uh, following this. Real quick, Kenzie with Dragon Lee ask about Noam Dar. Nothing special here. And then we get scripts bullshit, which nobody cares about. Uh, Cesar, Kiana, and Brooks versus Briggs and Fallon, the story that continues. And it's, and, it's, and let's be honest, after Index, this is probably the best story about a man and a woman on Index. Man, you imagine if Beth, Beth was here? You imagine the kind of shit if, if Beth were being, she'd be like, Boy, she'd be flicking she'd be, that she'd bean. She'd be speed bagging that bean. Yeah, rock some rocket five. <laughs> yeah, flicking that bean like me. Nah, speed Green. bagging that bean. Speed bagging. That's <laughs> the episode, Van Grier. Speed bag the bean. <laughs> oh, I miss Beth. <laughs> oh, fucking Beth. She was goaded, man. She was goaded. Yeah, uh, fucking. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. This shit was C's. This shit was CRT. It was Coon RT this whole episode. Because Book was cooning from the <laughs> opening bell to the ending bell. God damn it. He was talking that shit. You know, you get mixed up with these women and they got their pheromones all over you. What the hell are you talking what about? What the hell are you talking about, Book? <laughs> that book was just saying shit off the top, bro. Book on that yak. I'm trying to tell y'all. Book like to get liquored up before he go out there. That's how. That's why he be He's got that yeah. with the pinky up. With the pinky up, got that good yak. Book, book's like, book's like, yeah. Hey, I, I was hanging out with a uh, hanging out with Uncle Uncle uh, Uncle Shannon Sharp. <laughs> got me some got me some hen dog and a couple of these black and milds. He's like, I'm cooning. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the the only storyline. That is still good right now. It will still entertaining, still entertaining and good. These motherfuckers. So we got old, old suit 
Osuk Brooks and Jensen and Fallon, and they all fighting around and shit. Yeah, the crowd wants Fallon. Fallon comes in hot all over Kiana, you know what I'm saying? They fighting and wrestling around. Uh, you know, they they're kind of they kind of were dodging each other's moves there for a bit, which uh, you know, uh, it's like the small things like Randy Orton says, I like about that. Because they were tag team champs for however short, but they still were together even though they hated each other. Uh, with those bitches getting called up. I mean, what are they gonna do with them titles now? Which bitches is gone? Uh so who knows? But uh man, yeah, this shit was still entertaining. Yeah, you can't get between a man and his woman, you know. That man's a virgin sangria. Well, come on, man. You can't hold him against that man. He got a he got him a first taste. Cesar, I know we, we the match has been talked about already, but I have a very important question to you. Yeah, okay. Because we still have a draft day coming up on Monday. Sure. What if Kiana and her assistant get drafted? To Monday Night Raw, I'm, I'm watching every week. I ain't missing. I ain't missing. Oh, you you think, be, you think I'll be a package deal because it's her assistant? Dom, you you think Brooks ain't showing over there to clock cheeks? This Monday Night Raw oil our story. We've been talking no, the story for no, six one. months. It would advance it for because... six months. We've been talking about this story. Jensen's got to clap them cheeks, and if they get drafted, it ruins everything. Did you forget Monday Night Raw is the home? of the live sex celebration, motherfucker, they want you to clap cheeks on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but Jensen? Yeah, he clapping cheeks on Monday. Man, Grant, he ain't wearing no condom. You know why? Because it's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> that shit, Monday Night Raw. That's meat to meat. Meat to meat. <laughs> no meat. bread, no water. Just yeah, me. Just me. <laughs> Two big sweaty men slapping me. It's Monday Night Raw. He ain't wearing no Connies. Fuck, he, 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 he going to the canteen after that, baby. He got to get that plan B. It's me to me. It's me to me. Uh, but yeah, you know, bros before hoes, you know, man, say, look, man, man, hello, puppy love, man. You know, she was maybe, you know, gave him uh, over the pants at HJ, you know what I'm saying? He busted a nut. You know, he's fake. He love that girl. She was giving him a little taste of the other. Wait, wait, wait! He, he's still a he still got his V card. He needed. Oh, we, we don't know. We don't know. Oh. we don't know. I mean, no... he changed from head to toe for that woman. She I gotta mean, give she, it up. She, she has to give it up. But she was buying him suits and shit. You know that pussy dry up when she got to buy her man shit. When she got to pull out the card. That's why you always pay for a date, man. A woman pull out a date. That shit dried in the Sahara, baby. Dried in thousand year old wolf pussy. You ain't getting none after that. You ain't pulling out the card to pay. Kiana, the rich one, let her pay. Yeah, let that be. It, it's an equal rights and lefts. And, and you know what I'm saying? Especially in the ring. Hit that bitch. Cesar, uh, anyway. let, me steal this. let me steal this one. City boy! City boy! City boy! Yeah, let that girl pay. A stick. Then, then you give her some, then you give her some, uh, give her some of that country long, country strong. Stick. Yeah. That being said, your thoughts on Kiana and Brooks versus Briggs and Fallon, the story the tripod is fully invested in. Yeah. Let me start off with this. AEW has QTV, NXT, and don't don't cancel me for what I'm about to say. Uh oh. AEW NXT has CTV. We have 
Coon TV, but more book. I I cannot put that as the fucking sticks. God God damn it, sticks. God damn it. You you just had to say it. You just had to say it. Fuck. Hey, Coonan. I can't use that as the title, sticks. I can't. I can't. Cesar invites me to the to the barbecues. He allows me a, a comment every once in a while. I'm using my car. I'm using my car this week. So I as you just put down CTV. I mean, that's what we get for NXT. I, I've already called it Coon RT. He called it Coon TV. I mean, that's what the episode is. Book Cooning. Just put Book Cooning. But uh, I guarantee if you book not- Book Cooning and you put the hashtag Booker T and you put the hashtag Cooning, 100 views, million views. And canceled. It don't matter. You private anyway. Like <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Who cares? Take a risk. At least you can say oh, you've been canceled. You'll be the most. Look, even the sheriff ain't been canceled yet. So at least you can say you got that on him. Yeah, yeah you get you get canceled before the sheriff. <laughs> you do something right in life. Yeah. I'll just I'll just update this on my YouTube page. There's a cat. But uh, that's, this was that's, this was a good match. That's Chunk. He's the heartbreak cat. He's he's got a broken heart on his fur, which is pretty fucking unique. It's the heartbreak cat, Chunk. Oh, that's Bones. Yeah, the other side. That's, yeah, this shit ain't easy, is it? Bones. It's not easy. Yeah, I got a point like this and this. This shit ain't that's easy. Bones, and that's the heartbreak cat, Chunk. <clears throat> Sorry, Sticks. No, no. Uh, this was a good match. Um, I liked uh, Brooks's spinning heel kick that he that he had. I would going forward if he's gonna be uh, a single star or if they bring him back in the tag team. Yeah. I would like to see that kind of either be the finisher or the setup to their tag team finisher. I mean, that was a yeah hell of a good kick. I mean, that was but, not... but they're both they're both equally tall, so I don't know whether he could really snap it around like that on a on a smaller guy. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean this was a good match. I mean, you would have liked to seen it placed maybe differently, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, our storyline continues. Now we're gonna find out. I mean, do they do uh, do Fallon and uh, Briggs? Do they welcome him back with open arms? I mean, like Caesar said, it was uh, like Caesar Mingri said. I mean, we didn't get a full hug, but I mean, like Caesar said, he did. Give him the brotherly kiss on the forehead. So I mean, maybe we don't get a split up of a tag team that we were play as fuck up, man. Play as fuck up. Hoes getting away. Play oh, as yeah. fuck up. I mean that that voodoo clan, man. There's a reason why it's a voodoo clan, man. Yeah, it it talks to you and it puts you under a spell, man. That's why they call it the snow statue. R.I.P. to Soul Ruka, who got injured in a lot. She got injured in that goddamn lot. See, her friend should have went with her. That that selfish bitch. You supposed to go with Soul. You know how that lot is. That's the thing no, I don't understand. That's the thing I understand. Girls will go in the bathroom together, but she just not going in the NXT lot. Yeah, you up and you go and leave her. I mean, there's two dangerous, there's two dangerous spots in NXT. That parking lot and book and, and that Booker T announcing chair. Two dangerous <laughs> spots in NXT. Yeah. You get lit up in that announcing chair, but you get you get injured in that damn lot. You damn right. I mean, there's people we haven't seen 
for a long while that I've got injured that lot. I mean, where's Nikita? Where's Nikita? Nikita. I mean, we're, Nikita. I know we saw her. We saw her in the opener, but we haven't seen Sleepy Chew on TV for a hot minute. So I mean, but but uh, they should have played that out with her in a wheelchair and shit, like. Is it and in, in her onesie, like, like yeah, in handicap placard. Oh, and shout out to Ivy now beating everybody in arm wrestling and becoming the picnic champ. The shout new out. undisputed Ivy. champion of undisputed Spring. champion. Yeah, shout out to Big Ives. Well, Big Ives, baby. Sticks. Let, let me just move on here. Uh, Oba Femi uh, evicted from his place, throws furniture out. He debuts next week. Weird. This it said next week. I could have swore it said next week. No, it said up next. And yeah, then we get uh, NXT Anonymous caught footage of uh, like like you guys had said, Soul Rooka, big ups. Uh, and then Oba Femi debuts. Uh, uh, the welcome wagon of Oral Mensa faces him. I thought it would be Raj Guru because he's always the one who gets murdered. Uh, good Lord, he eleven fifty nine dark, and as strong as they come, he murders Ricochet with hair. Am I watching Level Up? Is this a sticks assignment? Uh, Gigi Gump gets on commentary headset and talks trash about JC. Her brother will be here next week. Uh, Kenzie with Dempsey and Gulak. Gulak is facing Wesley for the North American Championship next week. Wesley in locker room approached by Tyler Great. Asked if Wes could use someone in his corner. Gulak about to take a trip to the West Side. All right. I'm being positive. I'm being positive. Okay. Okay, Wes. I'll let you have this one. Sticks, what did you think of Oba Femi, his debut? And then Wesley is going to face Drew Gulak next week. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I thought it was – we haven't seen Ora Mensa in like a hot minute. And now this guy's jobbing to Femi. I mean, my God. I mean, my, I mean, we had video packages on video packages for Aura, and now he's just out here catching L's. He was the DJ, right? He was the DJ? Yeah. Yeah, Club was Aura. Wasn't was it a Club Aura or whatever? No, I mean, yeah, he, no, he was the club guy. He wasn't the DJ. He was just a club guy. I mean, this guy came from UK and had a little bit of momentum, and I think what – I mean, he was – was he in a ladder match? Was he like yeah, a, he's in a ladder match for the for the North American title? Yeah, he's yeah, basically ricochet with hair. Like yeah, that's yeah, why I mean, he, was, he was in a ladder match and then just fell off the face of the wrestling world. I mean, we didn't. Nobody knew anything. I mean, I don't know if he was on level up or what, but I mean, probably lost his passport. And then comes back. And gets beat by the professional furniture mover himself, Femi. And then we had JJ get on the get on the set. I didn't know what was going on because I heard I heard a I heard a voice. It was just like, yeah, I'm gonna give it back to you. Yeah, I'm gonna give it back. And I'm like, okay. So they fuck up and they tap into the wrong microphone and they show they go to the announcing tables and there's JJ. Telling Sick Vic that he's gonna give him back it, she's gonna give him back his headset and calling his headset. Yeah, and then calls out Jaisei and gonna have her brother in the crowd next week so that JJ 
can whoop her ass in front of him. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Hey, we got we got JJ on TV. All right, cool. We got something set up for next week. And uh, yeah, we got Tyler Great backstage with uh with Wesley. We had Drew and and Charlie backstage. Okay, I mean, like they had talked about, you know, Charlie and and Drew talked about how uh Wes is burning the candle on both ends, doing these open challenges. You know, Tyler even brought that up to him, offering him his, his assistance back uh, to be at ringside. We know what's going to happen. Wes will probably end up retaining, and then Tyler will be like, hey, you know, I helped you out. Hey, how about you You give 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 your boy a shot? Now, I'm going to be mad at that match. I mean, Tyler and Wesley. But you need to have that pay-per-view, though. Well, yeah. I mean, because if you don't, then that if they don't do that, that battleground, that better be the main event of Tuesday night. Because if that is it, then uh, cross eyed kid, the cross eyed kid will be giving the finger to everybody because that will be a fuck shit call the of the month if you don't have that be a be the main event. But uh, I mean, all in all, I mean, you debuted, uh, you had a guy get it look strong, and then. You got a call out and a match set up for for next week, so kept the show moving. Cesar, we had Darkness debut up against uh, Aura Mensa, and then mm-hmm. we had the whole situation with uh, Kenzie Dempsey, Gulak, Wes, and the big strong Oi. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been two weeks. But he cooked it again because we had some nigga on nigga mandingo fighting in the ring. I knew you could stay away. Hey, hey, I knew you could stay away, boy. I knew you could. That draft, you, I understand. I understand. You was losing people to the draft. You knew what was coming. You had to be hanging around Road Dog, and that nigga was getting high drinking Hennessy, and it was reminding you of your roots. It was reminding you that you cotton candy. And you can't go without your show having them nigga on nigga mandingo fights. And then, ooh, you probably had the black community in their bag. You put a light-skinned, Drake-looking cracker against a super dark. You had had 11.59 versus 2.45. You had Michael Blackson dark versus Drake. Light skinned, having ass. Ooh, so you even had the dark niggas fighting against the light niggas. Ooh, it was probably on Twitter. I should have been on Black Twitter for this match. Boy, I bet they was going off. Ooh, yeah, I knew you could stay away from Mandingo fights. I knew you couldn't stay away. And then you chose, you chose the 100% field dark nigga to win that match. Cause you know what time it is. You know that half white be holding them niggas back. They can't they can't feel they're real African. They can't hear the drums. You know what I'm saying? They can't hear the they can't hear that <laughs> shit when they light skin. They don't hear the Wakanda forever. Yeah, you can't feel that shit. Name a light skin in Wakanda. Did you say a hookah book? Yeah, nigga. That's that real African shit. Yeah. Beating on the drums, nigga. Name a light skin in Wakanda forever. You can't. You can't you can't name a light skinned nigga in Wakanda to save your life. Drake can't even get a passport into Wakanda. He got some cracker in him. It's a hundred percent field out there, boy. Ooh. 
Crossside fuck is back. He back, Jack. Mendingo fights, and you don't use this six foot four, 285, wanna be super nigga. But he's super nigga light. I'm calling him super nigga light right now. Yeah, he's super nigga light. He ain't no Bobby Lashley. He can't hit them poses. He ain't 3% body fat. Hell, Bobby might be negative 5% body fat. That's real super nigga. That's Clark. That's Clark Johnson, nigga. Not Clark Kent. Clark Johnson, super nigga. Bullets bounce off Bobby Lashley ass. I say Hey, you want to know something funny? See, and he got a 20-foot dick. That's Vic had a correct book because he said like 6'4", 275. Yeah. And, and Vic was like, he's 6'6", six, six, three, like 315, 320. He, he had a correct book on the guy's stats. Book trying to make this nigga like the center of the Lakers in 88 or some shit. God damn. The nigga said six, seven. Like he LeBron James out this bitch. <laughs> nigga just six, four. Shit. But yeah, nigga fights. I don't even know what really Bobby happened. Lashley is so buff. His muscles ate all the hair on his body. Damn right. That nigga's dick can bench 380. I seen it in the gym. <laughs> there, Bobby Lashley just wrapped his dick around the bench. It was like, rah, rah, rah. That shit was throwing up weight, nigga. I was like, I, I don't know who's going to use that, Bobby. You just put your dick all on it and sweat it. And uh, then I'll afterwards, go. his dick went. Yeah. Steal a JR. Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley fucks bitches to his own music and hits the power strokes with the beat drop. <laughs> Hey, to steal a JR, Bobby Lashley's penis got drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft this weekend. Yes, it probably did. It's playing linebacker. Big dick. <laughs> nigga probably got a 20. He probably got 20 feet of dick. No one is Bobby. Bobby definitely got 20 feet of dick. Vertical. It's got a 40-inch vertical, too. Damn right. And eats chicken, eats chicken every three hours. Got a, a personal DoorDash, Bobby's dick. Send it to Bobby's house. Anyway, yeah, but, uh, he's yeah. Gigi's uh, Gigi's uh, po ass gonna show up and steal Sig Vic's uh, Sig Vic headset. Talk her talk. All right, I guess these bitches gonna fight again. But anyway, Drew Gulag and uh, Gabba Gulag and that British cracker he with. They talking that fuck shit. And then uh, Tyler Driver. And guess what Tyler Driver doing? If he's floating around to everybody, helping them out, making them better, uh, he's talking about they're going to get that meditation. So we all know Wes going to bring some weed and Tyler Driver going to bring some incest. And then they both going to smoke. And then they're going to they gonna play the incest. They're going to spark the incest. Did you say so, incest? <laughs> yeah, nigga, shit. That's, it. that's incense. <laughs> FBI is going to check his internet history. He's going to check his internet history. Shit, I ain't from Bama. That super nigga in the ring was. <laughs> Where he went to school. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So they go, he going to smoke some weed. Have some, uh, if I can, I'm going to keep saying it. He going to smoke some weed. They're going to burn some incest. And then them niggas going to be, uh, they going to be high as fuck. So Wes can hit some flippy dippy. All around that goddamn ring. That damn West gonna be higher than, than Snoop in the sheriff during WrestleMania. <laughs> nigga gonna be cloud 10. Not even cloud nine, cloud 10. It's gonna be on some real fuck shit, girl. Hey, they get no, they got they can hit that Martha Mahuana lounge. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> and smoke that shit out. 
Uh, but yeah, that's always good shit. And uh, yeah, West versus Gabagulag, take his ass to the west side of town. You know what I'm saying? And uh, be fucking some shit up. And now we're moving on to the main event. It's for the NXT Women's Championship. We got Indy Hartwell, champion defending against <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. Against Roxanne Perez, always showing that donk on her entrance. I appreciate that. Um, my Oh, yeah, my wife actually watched this with me. Uh, <laughs> she said, oh, so you had to keep your pants on? She said, <laughs> I, had to keep, I had to watch it like this. Yeah, with a pillow over your waist. Uh, my wife actually says that Roxy and Indy barely have ass. She says Tiffany has ass. Uh, the match starts Tiffany with the flattest ass out of all three of them. Match starts with Pinfest, immediately goes to picture in picture. I appreciate Tiffany's heel work. Uh, she's got the look, the moves, the attitude. And Indy is the NXT veteran who's finally getting her due. And Roxanne got success very early, and I'm still on the fence. Uh, but the triple threat matches are always interesting. Roxanne may be small, but she is way more believable than Riho. Uh, Roxanne suicide dove Tiffany into announcer's table, bouncing Tiffany's head off the damn table. Uh, didn't stop her though. She drop kicking bitches like it's going out of style. Swanton off a top turnbuckle to both chicks on outside. Is Indy injured? Grabbing ankle. Vic says Tiffany is only in this for fame. Book screams, what do you think this is about, Vic? Uh, Roxanne and Tiffany battle it out as medical checks on Indy. Indy escorted back. Uh, Vic repeats over and over that Roxanne was never beat for her championship. Indy limps back out to fight. Tiffany hits triple hop moonsault to Roxanne, but Indy yanks her out of the ring and nails forearm the back of Roxanne's head, pin and retain for Indy Hartwell. And they just had the tie ball on this. It was kind of funny. Uh, Tony D and Stax made pretty deadly sleep with the fishes. Uh, Cesar, your thoughts on the main event for the NXT Women's Championship and the funny aftermath from Tony D and Uh, Stax? Yeah, so when I was watching this match, you know, a little time is at the bottom, and I was like, "Damn, one fifty six. Were they going over? They better go over. These bitches ain't getting no time. There's gonna be there's gonna be a squash, uh, but they gave them time. Shit was good. Uh, you know, triple threat. It was good. Everybody, you know, there's definitely um, it was definitely uh uh sticks three sixteen. Everybody got their TV time, and it definitely Cesar three sixteen because everybody got their shit in. Everybody, their mama got their shit in on this match. Even book was cooning. Book didn't know who to root for. He wanted to root for Roxanne, but, you know, he was like, triple threat back, Vic. You never know. Uh, but, you know, it's all about checks and championships and getting them dubs out here. So the ladies was, uh, they were showing out. We were showing out. It was it was a good match. Uh, it was a main event worthy match. It wasn't the best match on the card, but it was a main event worthy match. But, you know, uh, you know, Mangria likes to beat his meat to uh Tiffany Stratton. But uh I mean, I mean, she injuring people out here like there ain't a PC. What's this AW? What's this bitch hitting swantons, busting up in these uh uh little ankle up here in these streets, huh? Huh? What's going on with that, Sangria? Oh yeah, you left to take a piss. Talk about Tiffany Stratton for two minutes, probably jerking your old dick in the toilet or something. Little fruit booty. Anyway. Yes, he's got a cell phone with him. He's got this 
Tiffany Stratton's Stratton, like, yeah, he just on Tiffany Stratton's dirt. He's on her Instagram page. Yeah, I see your Twitter page up or something yeah, like that. He's just scrolling. He just scrolling and jerking it. Uh it's gonna be funny if he watches this back. <laughs> uh but no, there, I thought this was a real good match. Uh yeah, and even when Indy left and then um she came back and then they gave her they still, you know, didn't change anything, gave her the dub to keep her championship uh reign going. Uh, didn't switch it to one of the other two ladies. I thought this was real dope, man. Gave her the dub, so she still goes out. She's still a champ. Oh wait, what? Backlash is like next week, right? Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. So as of right now, after next week, uh, yeah, so not this Friday, but next Friday, she's a Raw superstar. So you know they're gonna give her a dub. She, I guess she might relinquish the title on Tuesday. I don't know how this shit's really gonna work. Uh, we don't know how the draft works with call-ups and stuff with people who have titles and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. And then, yeah, yeah. Dump them crackers. There's a way, a, a good way to send them off. Good way to send them off. You, you kill them off NXT programming so they can, uh, get out. They'll probably show a video. Hopefully they show a video and getting out the water on the other side and then showing up wherever raw is. So if raw's in somewhere with like an ocean or if it's on like a coastal city, they show pretty deadly, like just swimming up. Huh? Oh, yeah, they oh, show they show up at the arena. They get drafted and they cut see them go walking out. They got like fucking seaweed, seaweed and shit. Yeah, fucking shit's all yeah. drenched. Look, look, Prince. Look, that's where Raw's heading. <laughs> let's let's see if we let's see if we can go in there. And like, they go in there and like go in the locker room and get or piss somebody off, walk into somebody or something like walk into the Usos or or Viking Raiders or somebody or even Street Profits. They start clowning them. They're like, oh no. We'll meet you later in the ring. And that's like their debut. They get all changed up and dressed. <laughs> and then they have a debut with the Street Profits in the middle of the ring. Oh, man. That, see, man, we, I can write this shit. Shit would be great. <laughs> I guess I guess go ahead and wax for it since Mangria is still beating his meat, uh, Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Um, if this didn't have the men's NXT championship match, this would have – this. I mean, that after watching that and then watching this, that probably should have main event. This probably could have been the co-main, but I mean, with all the stuff, with all the story and stuff going into it, I mean, you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I mean, obviously, Indy getting uh, hurt in this kind of affected it. I mean, I'll give the props to to Roxy. They, they say she's still walking though, so it's not like it's a. Yeah, yeah. Did she have a brace on during the draft? Like she had a boot. She has, she has a walking boot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she has had a walking boot, boot so she can still walk. Um, it's not like it's broken where she has to be out. I think it's like a high, I think it's a high sprain. So she has a walking boot. So she's fine to walk. That's good. But uh, I thought I let Tiffany and Roxy being put in that uh situation. I thought they did really good with having to basically turn it from a three-way to a one-on-one until maybe either the ref got told back in his earpiece that, hey, she's she's going to come back out, she's okay, or it's going to be a quick finish to allow her to to retain. But, I mean, I thought I thought with the circumstances, with what happened, and the with them showing the replay, I mean, her ankle did get – her leg did kind of get bent awkwardly, and her ankle did. It was, it was gnarly looking. Yeah. And for her to be able to, to limp out there – and do what she needed to do to, a tough uh, bitch. A tough yeah, to recoup bitch. it 
to be able to recoup it and to get uh, a legit finish in the match for her to retain um, was good. Now, like Cesar just talked about, she got drafted to Raw. Now, does is this the time where maybe you get Tiffany Stratton that comes out and says, okay, yeah, I was in that match. You won, but you didn't pin me. Like, I hit my finisher on Roxy, and I was going to win, but you pulled me off. So did we get Tiffany versus Indy? And is this where they do pass the baton to Tiffany? Or does, like Cesar said, with Indy get drafted, does she just relinquish it? Now do we either have a, like a tournament or do we have a battle royal? I mean, that's going to be the interesting thing going forward. Um, all in all, this wasn't a bad women's match especially with the circumstances that happened. Like I said, I liked the filler that Tiffany and Roxy did while Indy was getting tended to. I thought that was a nice little springboard that we could get to something in the future between these two. But uh, all in all, and the, uh, the finish, like I said, I thought this, I thought spring break-in as a show with them starting it, you had the uh, middle part with, with Tony D and Stacks, and in the end, I thought this was a huge springboard for Tony D and Stacks as a tag team, as a legit threat in NXT. I thought this was huge for them to springboard them forward for the future of them being that possibly tag team champions. All in all, before we had the, the human dumpster fire of ATW, this show... NXT Spring Break-In from start to finish was a excellent TV premium live event. This was really good. And I know we say this all the time. I wouldn't expect anything less from NXT. We've had some downs with them, but I feel like now we're on the upswing. Like we're starting to now get some of the good shit and we're going to get good television going forward. What, what I do remember, like I always said, like I've been saying lately, not what I always said, but I've been saying lately, I like Tony D and Stax more backstage with these skits than them in the ring. They are way better backstage, and especially like this car, this is more filmed backstage shit. They are way better at that than they are cutting promos in the ring, because I think that's where we fell off with Tony D. Like, he was cutting all these promos in the ring, and... It was just blonde. And well, he kept matches. taking L's as well. They kept taking yeah. L after L after L. And now yeah. that they're getting better in the ring, it's making me, like I said, I, I was against Tony D from the beginning. I thought this gimmick was doomed. Now it's growing on me. Now I'm be, fully behind Tony D and Stax. I love it. I hope they become, yeah. like I said, I hope they add another member. Because, you know, they got to do they got to do NXT dirty to get them. But this out, that's but how far Tony D I understand. I understand. Yeah, but uh, that being said, gentlemen, uh, again, NXT, I'm going to be 100% honest every time on this show. NXT was by far the better show this week. It usually is. Uh, ATW, please, for the love of Christ, get better. Please don't make me waste my time on this garbage. And now they're adding yet another show. Come on, guys. Get your shit together. But I digress. Thank You're going to split the roster, though. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for subscribing, listening. And until next time, we await. Oh, until next time, take care of yourself and each other.